Welcome to Potter Familias, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. When people say, how long will it be before it gets back to normal, what what do you think they, they mean by normal? Well, uh, maybe no masks? I don't know. Oh, I've already read articles where people are like, I'm, I'm going to wear a mask for the rest of my life. Seriously? They are not joking. There was a doctor. The article really got some traction. Wait, but why? Well, they were like, I should have been doing this all along because yeah. it's so much better, so much safer. Now, granted, they do work in a medical environment, in a hospital or something like that. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that's a place where there's sick people because they, when they're sick, they go there. Wait, so they were saying that they will continue to wear like an N95 mask for the rest of their lives or just a mask? And Dr. Fauci recently said we should be wearing double masks. Wait, what? Double masks. Why? I am not joking. Because I was wondering why when I went to the dentist, he was wearing two masks. He had an N95 and then a surgical mask on. Oh, I see. So it's like to prevent things coming in and to prevent droplets going out. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that would be my guess. Because I guess the idea initially was what they do in Asian countries, and we were copying that, which is whenever you have the symptom of coughing, if you're going to go out in public, then it's considered polite in Asia, uh, or I should say a lot of Asian countries, not all of Asia, but Japan, which right. uses an example. Right. It's considered impolite if you're coughing to go out in public without wearing a mask. Yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, and, I'm, what, and basically I'm, what you're doing is just preventing your droplets from going as far. So I could see how somebody would say, well, whenever I have symptoms from now on, if I have to go out in public, I'm going to wear a mask. That makes sense. But people realize that if you're just wearing a cloth mask or one of the surgical looking ones, the disposable ones, that's not an N95, you're not really protecting yourself. You're just protecting other people and right. you're only protecting them if you have a cough. Now, granted, I mean, there might be research that comes out that says that asymptomatic people actually are spreading the disease, and fair enough, if so. But I think that's a little silly. So the whole back to normal thing. Yeah. When do you think that's going to happen? Like movie theaters packed again for... Well, apparently, there's going to be a lot of people who will never go back to normal. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think, because when people say, oh, I can't wait for it to go back to normal, I'm like, well, what's what's your normal? Because, and I don't like the term new normal, but mm-hmm. it's a real. I don't think it's ever going back to normal. Ever. You don't think so? Ever. I really don't. I think it is, people have gotten so comfortable with this whole social distance thing. Hmm. And I think it's an introvert's dream. <laughs> yeah. So, in a lot of ways. And a germaphobe's dream. Yeah. And a lot of these people are just going to run with it. And they're You're welcome, Howie. And they're like, we are, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. DoorDash, leave it at the door. I already paid for it. I already gave you a tip. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. I will not ever see, I won't see your face except through my ring doorbell. And you're safe as long as they Get never, out. They never actually touched anything. Drive away. Touch. Stop breathing. You're safe. Make wow. sure you disinfect everything. I'm just, that's, I mean, I don't know. Look. I could be totally wrong about all this, but do you want to hear my theory about how this is all going to end up? Yes. I think that there's going to be, like, you're. I think that you're right, that things won't ever completely go back to the way that they were before, whatever that is, normal right. or whatever. Right. And I think what's going to happen is you'll see a lot of people outwardly 
saying like, yeah, you know, this is the new normal and this is important so that we can be safe. But then privately doing the stuff that we saw all these politicians doing, which is if the cameras aren't on, then who cares? But even with the politicians, they were doing it in small numbers. Oh, no, 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 no. No, they weren't. Did you hear about this? No. So there was this dinner that was going to be thrown for the new representatives in the House of Representatives. And I forget if this was like, um, see, when would this have been? I guess I guess it was for the freshman representatives. And we're talking about 80 people, just the representatives, not including the servers and other people in the room. Mm-hmm. And there were pictures that were posted of what the room looked like. And there was clearly not a big enough space for people to social distance. And so they were going to go through with it. Everybody was cool. Everything was going forward. And then somebody pointed out, they were like, wait a minute, how are y'all going to stay six feet apart in a space that small? And they were like, uh... Well, let's cancel it. So they canceled the event. So I think what's going to happen is people will continue to do that sort of thing behind closed doors. Yeah. So normal will well, still exist. What about exist. like big movie, uh, big movie, you know, nights and then well, sporting you what, events and so all that kind of stuff. This is what's going to happen. The people that honestly are like, look, I really want to see my team or I really want to see this movie and I don't really care about the risks. The theaters and sports stadiums will be filled with those people. Yeah. And the sports stadiums and the movie theater companies are going to allow that to happen because they want to make money. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like that's that's how venues are going to come back for concerts and whatnot. Do you remember all these country singers who were getting in trouble for having these private concerts? And then they post a picture or somebody posts a picture and nobody's wearing a mask and there's like 200 people that are there at this small private show. Right. I didn't, I didn't hear about anybody dying, but... Apparently, that's a a bad thing to do. (laughs) So as long as you're keeping it behind closed doors, I think that people will like, quote unquote, go back to normal. But outwardly and on social media, especially things will never be normal again. I agree. I agree. I'm going to punch it up. Yeah. Let's do this thing. It's the main thing. I was at a counseling session when I was younger because I had told my mom that I I was depressed. Oh, no. Why? Or or she'd ask me. Why would you do that? Well, because I I was. That's asking for trouble. I know it was because she was very busy and my dad was very busy and I I felt like the forgotten child and I won't share all the evidence that that was true but the the point is you don't want to talk about the rum raisin ice cream no my 13th birthday no but the point is that it was nice actually i enjoyed going to the council i don't think i went to very many sessions i think it was like two or three sessions yeah but you went before it was cool it, and and but it was just nice to kind of talk some things out but i distinctly remember of all the things the person asked well you know what do you do in your quiet time and i'm like what do you mean my quiet time like I, I'd never even heard the term before yeah. and didn't understand the importance as I don't I don't maybe I was 12. I don't remember, but I, I didn't I didn't even understand what the term was like when you're in quiet time, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're sleeping. That was the only quiet time that I could think of because I was constantly and I'm going to date myself. I was constantly listening to my Walkman or nice. I, I was watching television. Mm-hmm. I watched so much television, it's unreal. 
because I, constantly it was on. After school, I watched television basically until I went to bed. Even when I was doing my homework, the TV was on. I would get up in the morning to an alarm. I had one of those digital, I mean, not digital, but clock things that you, I plugged into my stereo. Okay. And I set the timer, and then my stereo would come blaring on for me to wake up. And that's and I kept the stereo on until I left for school. So you didn't have any moments where you didn't have any noise? None. Zero. Took the bus. or And then finally when I, I rode, well, yeah, I took the bus for a while. I rode with Uncle Gordon, and but we blared music the whole way. And yeah. then when I was driving, blared music. The whole the whole time. Interesting. Constantly I had sound in my life. So what is the deal with this quiet time and why is it important? Do you mean like in general for yeah. people or just yeah, in, in a, general in like a counseling or therapy situation? No, in, in general, because I mean that the person really instilled in me a desire for quiet time, and then I'll share later on that how I initiated that and what effect it had. Well, if you're asking if it's important, then I think it's obviously important. Although it's something that... On but the there are people t- listening right now who are like, well, I don't really have much quiet time. I listen to podcasts well, like, like Potter Familias. Well, I mean, you go crazy without quiet time. And Why? So if you don't have any silence in your life, if you don't have any moments where you don't have music or TV or like you know, I don't know. What Audi- about audio like stimulation. Calming meditative music. No, because that's isn't that considered quiet time? No, it's not actually because it's it's by definition not quiet. <laughs> lower volume time. Lower volume time. <laughs> you just need to get yourself some lower volume time. That'll fix it. Um, no, that doesn't count. And that I know this for a fact because for me, I used to get all of my quiet time, and I still get a significant amount of it, but not as much when I'm driving. Mm. And I used to listen to music constantly in the car. There was never a time when I wasn't listening. But when I was a teenager, something clicked in my brain. And I was like, you know what? I am just going to turn the music off. And I love listening to music right. in the car. Oh yeah. So it's not like it was a, a choice based on like, oh, I'm tired of listening to music. It was like, no, I realized that I needed time to be able to think Mm. and to allow my brain to sort of work some things out. And so now whenever I drive, I would say the majority of the time I'm not listening to anything unless I need to do something for work or if I need to like air check this podcast or, or something like, cause there are sometimes like, you know how your brain feels when you just want to watch a dumb TV show Yes, and you just want to basically turn your brain off and yes. enjoy it, right? It's like brain candy. Yes. There are days when I feel like that. And so I'll throw a podcast on and I'm honestly not even really listening to it. I just want the background noise. Mm-hmm. But there are some times when I am like shouting at other drivers while I'm on the road. And then I have this moment of like, oh, okay. Uh, so then I turn the music off, turn everything off. Now I can only do this when I'm driving by myself, obviously, because yeah. it, does, it doesn't work with my kids in the car. <laughs> they don't do quiet time? No, they, you know, hey, everyone. I, we're going to take some quiet time for Oddly dad. enough, that doesn't work, like at all. <laughs> so uh, only when I'm by myself driving, which I do a lot of driving for going to shows and that sort of thing. So I do have a significant amount of time in the car by myself right. every week. And that is my time of silence. So that's you don't really necessarily then have a scheduled quiet time, though. I do not. Okay. And that's only because my schedule 
just generally is so chaotic right now. Yeah. And any time that I'm at home, if I'm not doing chores or playing with the kids, I'm hanging out with my wife. And is there a general amount of quiet time that we're talking about? Yeah, I think for me, I can tell when I've had a week when I haven't gotten enough. Mm-hmm. And I think I need at minimum about half an hour per day. Okay. Now, it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be half an hour every single day, but I would need about three and a half hours total every week. And do you, you don't mean like an unbroken 30 minutes at all? No, right? I just need some time for my brain to figure itself out and yeah. to calm down. Yeah. And for, what what I mean by that is I think that without silence, because if your brain is always engaging in something, and granted, like we've talked about this before, I'm not a psychologist, you're not a psychologist, so maybe they We're can, just talking about our own personal experiences. Yeah, so anecdotally, it feels to me like if if something is making noise and my brain can interact with it, mm. then I'm consuming information. And if I'm doing that, then my brain is sort of on standby, even if I'm not really paying attention. Right. And so the reason why silence became an important thing for me as a young man is my brain, like I've got ADHD diagnosed now, Mm -hmm. which is kind of fun, but (laughs) that's fun. It's great guys. And so what I realized is that I needed time for my brain to calm down. Yeah. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, then you definitely don't have ADHD or, or any other disorder that makes it difficult for you to focus and to process lots of information quickly. So I needed that time almost for like, you know how after a workout, it's really important to stretch, but you Mm -hmm. don't feel it at the time. Right. So if I were to go and play basketball for like two hours and play hard, like Mm -hmm. I meant it Mm -hmm. for seven days in a row. And each time I wasn't stretching afterward, this is what would happen. So the first day I would, I wouldn't even notice that I had missed stretching. But then I would wake up the next day and I'd be like, man, I'm really sore. Then I'd go play again. Wouldn't really notice the second day, but I would also be like, ah, man, I'm still kind of sore from yesterday. So if I didn't stretch again, on the third day when I woke up, I would be close to not being able to get out of bed. Right, right. And if I continued to do it, then eventually it would become apparent. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm missing a step here somewhere. And you'd end up getting injured too. Yeah. Yeah. And so mentally, we do the same thing. Mm. We're always interacting with the world in some way mentally. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have moments where you can allow your brain time to not be consuming, but then to be processing. Yeah. And so you just don't give it any more input and you let your brain sit still for a minute. Right. And if you do it, then you see the benefits immediately. Yeah. Not only that, but for me, quiet time allows me to focus. Yeah. So what did you end up doing? Oh, I ended up getting up half an hour earlier each morning, okay. unbeknownst to my family, because I lived downstairs, and the way that the house was built that I was growing up in, it was built on a hill, so when you drove into the driveway, you were actually on the second story. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that was the main floor where the kitchen, living room areas, and all that kind of stuff, and we had the family room, which was the kids' room downstairs, and two bedrooms, and I was in one of those bedrooms down there. So I would get up about a half an hour earlier, and turn the music off, and then I would just sit. And I thought I was, I guess, officially meditating. I I didn't know really what I was doing, other than the fact that I was just trying to be quiet. I was trying to be still. Sometimes I'd even fall back asleep because of that. But I noticed that I wasn't as frazzled in the middle of the day. I wasn't as anxious in the Mm -hmm. middle of the day. 
And then it even got to a point where I started to kind of try to focus on things. Like I was trying to focus like, all right, what am I doing with my life? Now, that's a pretty big question for a 14-year-old or 12-year-old. I don't even remember how old I was. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's right. I wasn't even in high school yet. Well, I mean, that's about the age when you're starting to ask those questions though. Right. And, or what are my likes and dislikes and where do I see myself? It wasn't one of those deep things of where do I see myself in five years? It was me just kind of dreaming about what what would it be like to be a famous actor Mm -hmm. or something like that. And I got happy thinking about those things like I was happy I was thinking about happy things and it did affect my emotional state and then I I figured out that this is a habit that I want to keep yeah like for me I've gone through long periods of time where I've exercised and then I've also dropped off that exercising yeah how long did how long did you have us running with you when you were running oh not very long because I kept increasing the the mileage yeah, because I'm psychotic <laughs> and I know that I recognize that. Yeah. But the cool part about the quiet time habit, mm-hmm. that's never really left me and not long periods of time. Not like I do six hours of silent meditation. I'm not talking about that, but I absolutely have to have at least 10 minutes of quiet every day. And I, I find it somewhere. I'll sneak off. It's so it's such a nice thing working at a church and working at a church campus because I can go over to the church and it's always quiet. And sometimes I'll go as and bring a drill as if I'm going to do something and I'll just fix one thing and then I'll just sit. And it is so pleasant for my brain, mm-hmm. which then has so much effect on every part of me. It has a, an effect on my personality. It has effect on the exchanges that I have with other people, the way that I interrelate. That quiet time is gold. I mean, mm-hmm. it is one of those things where it's cardinal, meaning it's a hinge. And if I don't have it, it is the most obvious thing. Like you said, oh, you can go a couple days and you may not notice. I'll notice immediately because yeah. I'll, I'll get snippy. I'll get impatient. A lot of the fruits of the Holy Spirit are just not apparent in my life at all. And it's almost instantaneous. Like, wow, yeah. that's not good. Usually for me, I can tell if I have, have combined not getting enough quiet time with also not getting enough sleep. Right. That's like a double whammy mm-hmm. in terms of, anxiety and irritability and it just compounds all that stuff and it starts to snowball and i feel like for a lot of people they're kind of turning to now granted this is a huge generalization but i think for a lot of people they really could benefit from this but i also understand completely why they might not be comfortable adding it to their life even if they know it's something that they should Mm -hmm. because i'll tell you one of the things that happened to me when I started doing this on a regular basis as an older teenager, because I didn't start when I, when you started immediately, it became apparent that there were some things in my life that I needed to work on and fix. Right. And I couldn't get away from it because if I'm honestly taking that quiet time, then my brain processes the information that it has and comes to conclusions. Right. Right. So it's not always your, I'm not always sitting in my car having arguments that I'm winning with imaginary people, <laughs> which is what most of us are doing, right? I saw this guy walking. Oh, that's 
great. Walking out of Target the other day, and he was, you can't see if you're not watching the video for this, but he was like pointing with both of his, his hands like this. And at first I thought he was like rapping, but then I realized he's having an imaginary argument with someone and he's clearly winning. Like he awesome. was, he was destroying this. Yes, person. they're going down. Yeah, he was making his points, and he was like, you know, taking steps when he was like gesturing. And he wasn't and I was on the like, phone, like a Bluetooth no, thing no, or something. Nope. Okay. I looked at his ears. I was like, ah, oh, you go, man. All right. I was sitting in there with the kids. We were waiting for my wife you to come out of the store, and I thought I can't say anything because I do that too. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the quiet time for me is where I realize the flaws that I have to address. Yeah. And that's not a fun thing. But I think it is necessary because then, like, I'll give you an example. The last time that my wife and I had a really intense fight, which doesn't happen very often for mm-hmm. the two of us. We, mm-hmm. We're pretty good communicators. We managed to address a lot of this stuff and work it out before it turns into a big fight. Okay. But the last time we fought, it required both of us to step away for a minute and just be alone and be in silence. Right in order for us to come back and talk through everything again. And the amazing thing was this. So we realized that we had sort of come to a dead end on both ends. Uh, There was no way that we were going to convince each other that we were right or wrong, Mm -hmm. and we had reached an an impasse, so to speak. Right, been there. And we're both really stubborn, so that's a difficult thing, in all seriousness, to Mm -hmm. deal with when we reach that point. And so I said, look, I'm going to go outside. And she was like, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to stay right here. And so I went outside and I just walked for like 20 minutes and I came back in and immediately both of us were just like wanting to apologize. Right. And it was because we took a minute to consider like, all right, I could have like kept using the same arguments or just phrasing it differently or attacked the things that I knew were hypocritical about the other person. I could have done that. But taking that time in quiet allowed me to realize, you know, these are all the things that make it hypocritical for me to continue making this argument. Right. So I really should be saying I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And nice. I don't think that that was anything amazing or, or wonderful that we did this. I, I it think it's just, both of those things. Well, I think but, it's amazing and wonderful. And but, here's serious. The, but here's the thing. Like, if you take time to just be silent then eventually your brain sort of gets reasonable again. And you can't continue down these irrational paths of arguing that you were doing before. And both of us realized it. And then we were like, all right, we can reach a compromise on this. I think we can reasonably come to an understanding. And then everything was good. And it's not like we'll never fight again, but we both knew that we needed to step away and take some time to just let our brains calm down and let our heart rates calm down. Right. Right. So our recommendation, if you're not regularly taking quiet time, you've got to look at your schedule, daily schedule. And just as Stefan said, it's good to do it in the car. I would go so far as to say that's an all right start. But because of the car and because of the interaction, for me, I need to try to not have any stimulus. Mm during my quiet time. So it's one, I even sit and I'll tell you what I do as I open my hands and put them on my lap and I close my eyes and I'm conscious of my breathing, which is already slow. I have a really slow heart rate. I have ever since I used to be a distance runner. And, and so my, I'll get my heart 
to go actually below 50 beats per minute. That's crazy. Which I know for some people are like, you should go to the hospital. You, you're, you're dying. But it is so calming and it is so good. And when you come out of that, then it's like you can almost handle anything. Because yeah. I, I do believe that one of our issues, one of the problems that we have right now is overstimulus. No, I agree, 100%. We, we are just psychotically always being i remember watching this thing one of the kids was trying to show me a video and it was flashing so much I, I was like i'm going to have an epileptic attack like oh my lord yep and they're like yeah isn't that funny i'm like no it's it's not funny it's like, i can't my, process my this brain can't enough. even handle all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff i'm old stop that y'all will be amazed at the benefits of even just taking a little bit of time for silence it's yeah. wild what happens super important to take some quiet time so that is our big recommendation that's the dad thing yeah that's the cool thing take it or leave it i mean i have a, i have a cool thing <laughs> you do yeah go for it i have a subwoofer now that is cool yeah now, explain to everyone what a subwoofer is i may have mentioned it already i don't remember but you uh, said that you wanted one for christmas yes my wife ended up actually getting me a subwoofer for christmas which was a huge surprise and she even did purchase it so that you didn't know it was coming right she did uh, or she tried to, but oh. then she chickened out because she was like, okay, this is really expensive and I want to make sure I'm getting the right one. <laughs> and funny. it was the right one. So I was really proud of her. But Subwoofer. Yeah, I have a sub now and it's amazing. That's now I can cool. be a DJ. That's cool. Man, playing those low ends. Not that I've ever really wanted to be a DJ, but you know. My cool thing is I want to buy a battery operated framing nail gun oh yeah that's kind of cool i've i've seen those things you showed them to me the last time we were at home depot it's 400 bucks yeesh well that's the same price as a subwoofer yeah so but it for me your subwoofer is for you to do your your side job this would just be for convenience for me because i i really don't need it i've got a regular pneumatic nail gun so yeah as long as i've got my compressor and a hundred foot hose then i'm good yeah Might right as well on. Stay there. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with others. Please do. Like, share, subscribe, do all the things on the social media stuff. Possibly become a patron. To that support would be us. super cool. That'd be awesome. We have the best listeners in the world. You guys rock. Thank y'all. <laughs>